Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show. We're being busy is overdone. Romancing is fun and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. This is part two in our series, Dealing with Conflict. Today, we're talking about what you wish your spouse would do when it comes to dealing with conflict. And this quote from Anonymous says, sometimes I wish that you were able to read my mind so that I wouldn't have to explain myself. (laughs) I think that's every, I think probably every spouse has thought that at one point in time or another, but it's especially true when you're dealing with conflict. You know, that's why, you know, we make those statements. I wish you would just, yes, because I want you to be able to read my mind. And we're going to get into that in today's show. But first we start each show with a hug and a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family, someone whose life has been changed by getting plugged into all the resources here at One Extraordinary Marriage. And this hug comes from a direct message that we received that starts with, thank you so much for the one conference in Henderson. It was needed more than you know. Mm. You've blessed us so much over the years. You've saved our marriage more than once. Mm. But preparing for the conference this year was hard. Due to a lot of situations over the last couple of years, we were living like roommates. While our marriage was far from hanging by a thread, we just knew that we were not where we needed to be. Spending the weekend with you and the one family has ignited a brand new season of transformation for us. We have let go of everything that was holding back and we are moving forward on purpose. Mm. We are dreaming again, talking again, dating again, and yes, scheduling sex again. Now we have a different kind of we did it for you. Today is our 25th wedding anniversary and thanks to you, we are able to celebrate it with joy again. Mm. I love it. You know, there's something special when we get to see you guys you know for for so many years we only did the podcast Mm -hmm. you know we we just got behind our microphones every week and we're like you know this is good enough and i will say we've done five one marriage conferences now we're going to do many more and each time we get to go out and see you guys it just brings so much joy it's amazing to be there with you, to to hug you, to give you guys a high five, to to hear what you guys hear and and remember from the show or 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 the turning point or the breakthrough, to see the tears and the smiles and the joy. It truly, it's a blessing, and this hug just brings it all together. So, honestly, truly blessed and honored mm-hmm. to be a part of each and every one of your lives. The live events are the best. I, I just have to say, I mean, as much fun as we have behind the microphones, there is something truly special about seeing the one family face to face. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, jumping back into today's show, you know, last week we were talking about the fact that conflict is a part of marriage, right? We're in this series dealing with conflict. And according to the statistics, you know, most couples are having some sort of conflict almost every day. 
right? So yeah, I think it was, the average was like 312 times a year. Um, and, and we talked last week about, you know, what are those most common things? Can I just say we had a little bit of a conflict this morning when we were taking a shower. We did. Do you want to share what our conflict no, I'm, was? No, I'm just saying, oh, okay. just, even on a day where you said, you know, there's something like small mm-hmm. conflict, small arguments, 312 times per year, this morning, we had one. Absolutely. And it could have it could have truly blown us both apart. We could have, we could have walked out of that shower sulking or frustrated with one another, or we could have dealt with it right there. Mm-hmm. So quick, just because I know you're all like, okay, well, Tony, you brought it up. What was it? So Tony's been using this expression over the last, I don't know, I think probably like three or four months. And it's just say it. He says, Oh my God, like all the time. And I don't even hear myself. He doesn't hear himself say it. it. And every time he says it, it's kind of like nails on a chalkboard. And I finally, I finally just got to the point where I'm like, you know what, if this is what he's worked into his language, then I'm just going to I'm just going to learn to live with it, even though it's, it is like nails on a chalkboard to me. And so this, I, I had no, let, let me put this in here. Well, I Abby had, mentioned it to you last night. A- Abby mentioned it to me. Okay. Y- you didn't and have not. So I, I don't know where it's come in in my language at all. And I had no idea at this point in time. Now Lisa's telling me it's been three or four months that it's I, I been feel, bothering me, it up but she hasn't told me. I have. No, you haven't. I, 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 okay. I'm going to tell you that I've brought this up before. Okay. And and again, like I said, in the shower, had you brought it up, I think I would have remembered it and I I don't what at all. So Tony wishes that I would just bring things up more often. If we can just get back to the theme of the show. <laughs> but yeah, so we're standing in the shower and Here's he a says, conflict. This, it, this is this, this is, is real. Le- this is legit. Right. So he says, oh, my, he's saying something and says, oh, my God. And I'm and I look at him. I'm like, oh, my gosh, there you go. You're doing it again. Like you just did it. And he's like, did what? He honestly, you guys had no idea that he had just said those three words. Like didn't even register. And I have really no clue that is really bugging her. And so what I what I told Elisa, because I could tell she was getting heated up and getting animated. And I said, Elisa, I am missing it. I'm not hearing myself even say it. So I'm going to give you permission. Excuse me. I'm going to give you permission to let me know when I do say it. And when I do give her permission, believe me, this is not for me to get mad at her for pointing out, pointing it out. I've let her, I've given her that permission because I do want to make sure that I do change that language because I don't want to irritate Elisa with that language and nor should I be using that language. And yet sometimes things like that will come into our lives. So true, this happened this morning as we were taking our shower. Literally three hours ago. Yeah. And the other thing too, that he, with that permission that he gave me, and, and it's so important as we're deal- doing this series on dealing with conflict, is that the one caveat that he did say to me having permission was that I did have to be aware of my tone and timing when I was bringing things up. I couldn't be snarky. I couldn't be frustrated. I couldn't be exasperated. Like none of the negative emotions, but to bring it up and be like, Hey babe, you just like, you just did it again. Yep. Right. So a little bit of a tangent, but real life working its way into the one extraordinary marriage show. And, and, you know, so much of that has to do with the fact that marriage is a unique relationship, right? Just like what Tony and I are sharing with you. I mean, the person that we're married to, they're so different than we are. 
And yet they've seen us through all of these different seasons in life, the good times, the bad. They know what you look like when you don't have makeup on. They know how bad your breath stinks in the morning. They know how much your hair sticks up. And, and they've been there during you know our greatest victories and our worst defeats. And they know us so well that we just expect you know, kind of like with this whole conversation with Tony, because I did bring this up like a little while ago. I know he doesn't remember, but, but like, I just expected that if I mentioned it once, right, I wish you would just, you know, and I could literally just put the sentence together. I wish you would just listen to me the first time. I mean, how many of you have said that? Like, I wish you would listen to me the first time and just hear it and change. Well, in our show earlier this week was all about the difficulties of initiating sex. Mm -hmm. And this is the same thing. Cause you're going to, ha- you may have a conflict. I wish you would just know that I was initiating, but you only talked about it once. And so maybe your spouse didn't catch it and doesn't realize it. So go back to that episode, listen to that one, because that, that can be a, a conflict yeah. for you guys. I mean, that's the Tuesday episode. So it's number 570 if you like to go by numbers. Um, but in this place, right, we're, we're, we're real life with conflict. And it's so easy for us to be in this place of saying, you know what, I wish you would just, right? But I have to be real with all of us. The only person that you can change is you. Hmm. Now, that being said, it's super, super easy. In fact, it's easier for us to look at our spouses and say, here's what I want you to change. So in this series dealing with conflict, we're going to start with what you want your spouse to change because it is so much easier to look outward. But never fear, you know, in a future show, we are going to get to you. So yes, you've got a role in this, but, you know, hang on because, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that we all have those things that we say inside of our heads that we expect our spouse to know that, that we don't often or always get out of our mouths. And if we do, we may say them once we may say them under our breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you may have mumbled, I wish you would just, but if you're mumbling it under your breath and you're saying it with a little bit of snark in your tone or a little sassiness, it's not going to be super effective. And we have to get into this place. I mean, just like, yeah, I, I honestly didn't know that, you know, taking a shower with Tony this morning was going to provide material for today's show, but that's the real life. Like you may be standing in the shower. You may be, I mean, how many dinners have we had? Like if we're out with the kids and one kid does something mm-hmm. and, and the next thing, I mean, you guys have heard our vacation stories, right? All of a sudden there's conflict. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, because there are different parenting styles or maybe you have conflict because there are different financial styles. Or expectations of what you're going to do, achieve, have what somebody else is going to do, and yet those have never been spoken. There are so many aspects to conflict that that as we look at this and, and what you wish your spouse would just do, but we have to first talk about how they are responding. And, and this was you know, before you can start creating change, you got to know what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a huge theme um, with what we do here at One Extraordinary Marriage because those behaviors have to be addressed. They have to be identified. We have to, you know, so like you can't go and kill the beast if you don't know what the beast's name is, Mm -hmm. right? You can't go and change, you can't just say, well, you need to change your behavior. Well, if I don't know what behavior is annoying to you, then just being told I need to go change my behavior doesn't really give me a lot to work with. And I want y'all to just kind of keep in mind as we dig into some of these behaviors that learning how to deal with conflict does often come from those people that we've observed in our lives, whether it's parents, whether it's teachers, whether it's, you know, movies or whatever it is, you develop these ideas on conflict. You see what works, you see what doesn't. And you may be like, like you may just internalize that. 
right? I mean, I've shared many, many times on the show that growing up, I saw my mom when it came to conflict with my dad, that she would just choose to remove herself. These self-imposed timeouts where she would just kind of like disappear into a room and just the door would be shut. It would be dark. Like that was just her thing. And so when I got married, when it came to dealing with conflict, I brought in this whole withdrawing behavior. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't necessarily retreat to the bedroom, but I'd go, I'd go quiet. Yeah. You're definitely a blackout, an iceberg. One of those. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Right. That's how I learned to deal with conflict. And I also learned that, you know, with my dad, like I would get really emotional and that like it wasn't always well received. Right. So I learned to hold my emotion. I had learned to hold my emotions in check sometimes around conflict, too. So until I would just be like, I'm just going to hold it all together. Mm hmm. Right. Like I'm just not going to. And so so the reason I'm telling you about those behaviors being learned is because if you've learned behavior once, I, I just want you to have the encouragement that you can learn different behaviors. Right. This is not the, the kind of show or the kind of series around conflict where I want you all to just like, you know, lean back in your recliner and be like, well, at least this is just the way it is. Or, or maybe say things like, but that's just who I am. I am like that. I am, I am direct or I am pushy or I am just one of those. Yeah. How well is that working for the two of you? Because sometimes all those behaviors and all those identities that you've taken on in, in regard to conflict or that your spouse has taken on, they're not working so well. So there's hope that you can learn new behaviors. So the most common responses we got on Instagram last week when we asked how, you know, d- does your spouse handle conflict? We heard things like yelling. Mm-hmm. Been there. There are a lot of yellers in the one family. I get it. My dealing with kids, that's most often where I, when I'm responding in conflict, that's most often where I yell. Um, shuts, my spouse shuts down, withdraws, sometimes disengages for days or longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just heard about my power outage. Been there. Yeah. Um, gets defensive or angry and sometimes resorts to name calling. I would say get defensive or angry. We've never been big name callers. No, that you was that was, that was a line that we never crossed. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. Even in our early years of marriage, when I would think when we had a, that dysfunction, something about name calling wasn't something that came up with us. And but I've heard it for, with many of couples that we have talked to. Getting defensive and angry, for sure. Mm -hmm. And one thing about name calling, and I just want to point this out here, is that words have so much power and it is very hard to not take those words on as an identity. So just keep that in mind, even in in a responsive situation, to, to really start making a decision that you're not going to go there with the name calling, because as those words start to settle, it's, it, it can be a challenge to overcome those yeah. words spoken over your life. Yeah. You, you really have to think about that because if you're calling your spouse, anything, a, a loser, um, I, I'm trying to think of other things just right off the top of my head, but just that was swearing a, at them. I yeah. mean, there are so many derogatory words that I know spouses have been called, um, that those, I won't say on the air. Right. Those, those impact your spouse so much that, other areas of intimacy that we do talk about, they hold that identity and are unable to be emotionally available for you. Mm-hmm. A few other responses that came on that list. Um, my, you know, my spouse doesn't want to talk about the situation at all, or they'll ignore the situation. Mm. And I just want to point out the trend in that list, because as I started looking through and seeing, you know, just how many people are responding in certain ways, all of those behaviors are, are, 
they don't do anything to actually resolve to resolve the argument, to resolve the problem. They actually just keep it like sitting right under the surface. And I just want to say some of you, like, as I read that list, you may have seen yourself on that list. Please don't stop listening to the rest of the show. I know we're talking about the, you know, we started the show talking about things that you wish your spouse would do. But if you saw yourself on that list, keep listening. Because oftentimes we need to be confronted with our own actions. I mean, Tony and I get behind these microphones and, and often we are confronted with, oh, did how you, we've acted, how we've acted. And at one, we, we don't just talk about the behaviors without, you know, sharing what we can't just talk about all the things that are happening without sharing what you wish would happen. Right. It's like just saying, well, here's a problem and you all have to deal with it. We have to talk about the action side of things. We have to talk about what you want to see in your spouse and you know what this says. And I just want to say, you know what, you may be right now going, okay, but how do I get my spouse to listen to this show? And before we even jump into any of the other action items, I do want you to know that the way to get that to happen is to actually share this show with your spouse and say, hey, is there ever, is there ever anything you wish I would do differently when we're having conflict? Make it be about you. Like if you want your spouse to listen to this show, make it be about you. And yes, they may hear me say that when they listen to it. But the reality is, is that we've all got to be people that are willing to at least hear one more voice to make ourselves truly extraordinary. You all know whether it's your first show and, and you're just jumping in and you're like, okay, I can kind of feel it happening here. Oh, you've been around for a long time. That the one family is about taking action. That's right. And, and I don't think outside of sexual intimacy, I don't think that there's a bigger area where this could be true than when it comes to handling conflict and dealing with this because we've got to be stepping into something different. Ordinary is, is marriage filled with conflict. It's marriage where, where we aren't having breakthrough. Extraordinary marriages are those that are say, okay, you know what? I can't do what everybody else is doing because it's not working. And the number one action that we heard in so many different ways from all of you when it comes to what you wish your spouse would do in conflict was communicate. But it wasn't just like, like it wasn't like I had 500 responses that all said communicate. It was things like talk, talk it out, take a moment and talk talk and extend forgiveness. I mean, that was a big one that kind of got woven through. And if you haven't heard our show on working out forgiveness, we're going to actually put a link to it here in the show because it conflict and forgiveness, they kind of go hand in hand. And it's episode 448. So you can go to one extraordinary marriage.com slash 448 or whatever podcast app you use, go find episode 448. And that's working out forgiveness. You know, other things around the communication, talk it out and find a solution. Tell me what's going through your head. Talk to me. Don't text me. And, and the list went on and on. And, and the truth is, is that if communication is a struggle in your marriage, which it is in a lot of marriages, like you are not on an Island, you're not the only one dealing with this, but it's going to be, it's going to be so instrumental in figuring out strategies around that for the two of you to be able to handle conflict in your marriage. And when we talk about developing those communication skills, I mean, if you've ever seen Tony at a conference, it, it, I still remember the first time he did this, we were talking about having real conversations and we're up there on stage and, and Tony turns to the audience and is like, when Elisa sits down across the table from you, she's like really intimidating and scary. And you had never told me those words. When we were younger, you mean? Well, I, I, I hope I've gotten past the point of being scary. <laughs> I don't know. Am I still yeah. scary when no, we have conversations? No, not at all. But, it, but we're talking about developing those communication skills so that the two of you don't have that fear 
right? That where you can feel that you're in a safe space where you can get into a place where you can put the conflict on the table and start addressing it with your communication. It's learning how to be vulnerable, how to take off your masks and share what's going on inside of you. And always remember, and, and this is what I have to remember, even today when Elise and I were having that little argument, I, I consider it a little argument. It, it didn't go past that, it was done. So to me, that's considered a little argument. We're on the same team. Mm-hmm. You know, we're on the same team. And I understand where she was coming from and I, and I heard her out and I said, okay, what's the problem? So words I'm using are causing a reaction by her. We're on the same team. I know I have to make a change because by doing that, we're going to attack the problem together and we're going to see success. Absolutely. And you know, that whole mindset of being on the same team, most of us have not witnessed that growing up. Most of us have, have just not had that mindset be part of, of our families when we're growing up. And, and it's okay if that wasn't part of your lifestyle. It, it's okay if that wasn't part of your home because you can learn how to do it. You can learn to share your feelings by taking baby steps in that direction. You can learn how to, you know, as, as some people said, you know, can you be objective with me instead of historical? Right. You want to do, you, you know, one of the big things that we wish our spouses would do is like, don't catalog, catalog everything that I've ever said or done wrong. Objectively. And if you, and if, yeah. And if you're getting into historical stuff, then, then you definitely need to, to listen to the working out forgiveness. You have to release that. You, you will continuously deal with conflict. If the way you deal with conflict is to bring up all the historical wrongs of your spouse, mm-hmm. you will take them out of the game and you will be basically destroying the foundation of your marriage. If every single time you get into conflict, you bring up something they did in the past and tell them how they did that. I've seen it break so many marriages and really it's a root of unforgiveness and you need to begin to release that for yourself, more importantly for yourself and for them. So true. So true. That forgiveness thing will take you out. Uh, Unforgiveness. Or unforgiveness. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Forgiveness is the antidote to that. Uh, Other things that you all wish that your spouse would do, you wish that they would be serious, right? Don't be flippant about this. Don't, don't make it be a big joke. Don't, you know, just dismiss what I'm talking about. Like be serious and, and care about what I'm bringing up to you. And I can, I can understand this one because Sometimes for me, when there is seriousness, I need to lighten it up. And so by joking or laughing, it helps me to lighten up and, and get into a place in a frame of mind when I can, that I can deal with the conflict. This can really get Elisa a bit upset because it's like, why aren't you being serious? Mm-hmm. Like this is a, this is a serious matter and you're over here laughing about it and you're not taking it as serious as I am. And I need to release that stress and a way for me to release that is to be able to laugh a little bit about it. And we've worked and we've coped through that over time and understanding of like, oh, okay, this is a stressful situation. You know, this is where I'm at. It's interesting because Abby was just sharing with me the other day that that's how she copes too. When she feels really stressed, like at school, she'll just start nervously laughing. And I was hearing you say that, I'm like, oh, so a little bit at, of her dad. Look at a little bit of her dad, but look at that learned behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And you start to see that. Another thing that you all wish that your spouses, you know, would do is don't just pacify me. 
right? Don't just, don't just say yes or agree with me just to end the conflict, right? People want to have conversations. They want to have discussions. They don't want to have these big arguments and blowouts, but they don't want to be married to a yes person either, right? Just because, just because we're in conflict doesn't mean that you have to just throw up your hands and be like, you know what, whatever you want. Or yeah, yeah, we'll just do it your way. Because that actually goes back into that unforgiveness and that resentment and that bitterness that starts to build up. And I will tell you that if every time you end conflict is just saying yes to your spouse, you're going to get, you're going to get uncomfortable with that. And can I say something here too? Like any one of these, I think a lot of us could go, well, as an extrovert, you could do that, but I'm an introvert or an introvert would play that role, but I'm an extrovert. And so sometimes even seeing who you are, but you can still, you know, if you're an introvert and and you just want to, you know, let things, you know, you just want to please, or you're, you're a people pleaser, you know, you, you may just be like, okay, I'm just going to pacify them. And yet you can change that behavior. Mm-hmm. You, you can learn a new way to be able to express what's happening during that time of conflict. And so that way you are allowing your spouse to see that you're still all in. So you have to do this with who you are and who God has made you to be. We're not all the same. And yet I've seen amazing people who are introverts who can speak mm-hmm. very deliberately, can be speak very clearly in those moments of conflict because they have learned that. They have seen they've used another skill that they have to be able to express what's happening. And I, and I just want to make sure that we all understand that because we are different in how we engage people. And that's totally fine, but do it so that you are being open, honest, and transparent of who you are. Make sure it's who you are. You're not just doing it just to do it. I had to learn that a lot in my own life is that whenever I tried to do something that wasn't me, it felt fake. It felt odd. It felt awkward. And I, it never landed the way I, I wanted it to. And so when I'm me, typically this is when this works out smoothly. Mm-hmm. And it's just your first of all, I think you're brilliant. So like when you drop bombs like that, I'm like, Oh, it's so good. Um, but I, I just couldn't help but thinking about the fact that, you know, marriage starts with our wedding vows mm-hmm. and you know, as, as part of these things that we wish and these things that we dream, they all start on that wedding day. And part of, part of the wedding vows in, in virtually every wedding that we've ever been to has been some variation on the line in good times and in bad. And, and you know, what we say in that is that like, I'm not just going to love you when things are going well and we're getting along and it's super, you know, hunky dory and all this good stuff. Like, I mean, I'm still choosing to love you when we have conflict. And, and so I, you know, I think about that and, and like, how are we loving our spouses in the conflict when, when we have these things that we wish that they would do, what, how are we showing them that love? Mm, yeah. and, and that may mean that like those things that you wish that they would do, you may actually have to demonstrate them first. You may have to, you know, ask the questions or, you know, bring a little less history and a little more objectivity. You may have to say, you know, I'm not just going to say yes in these moments, but I'm going to, I'm going to just small conversations. I'm just going to engage you for a little bit because we, we have those vows. We have that vision. We have that dream for our marriage. And as we're wishing for things to be different, we actually have to take the step to create that. And I do want to say one thing in closing, like if you've gotten this far and you're actually listening to this because your spouse asked you to listen to this show, I'm going to ask you not to, you know, turn it off and just be like, I listened to it and just be really dismissive or, or, or be hurt or angry that they sent it to you. I'm actually going to say, you know what, he or she 
loves me so much that they want to see us grow closer together. Mm. Right? So what can I do to take one step closer to that? If your spouse is forward, this, like, I just want you thinking, okay, if, if there's something in here that I was supposed to get out of, maybe I need to listen to it again, or maybe I already got it. And, and I can just say, you know what? I did listen. Tone of voice matters. I did listen to that show that you sent me. And here's what I do wish when it comes to dealing with conflict. And it just opens a conversation. Like, like if this show were to just open a conversation for the two of you, it would be simply extraordinary. Because as we deal with conflict, we're taking steps towards one another instead of steps away from one another. Yeah. And that's so great. I, I love that. Like this week, honestly, take a step towards one another and, and have the conversations that need to have around conflict. And what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do to be able to connect when there is conflict? Because each of us are experiencing it one way or another. So join us next week as we talk about how you handle the conflict in your marriage and what you can do to create a shift in that dynamic. We love you guys. We're excited to hear from you as you go through this series dealing with conflict. Make it, take it, and know that you can, that you can relearn and have new behaviors so that you can have the extraordinary marriage desi you desire. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.